Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already Wednesday, February the 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our what up to it. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject, I say it again, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You say, Sam, why would you reject the revolution? People have God-given rights, and when government, uh, you know, when government's out of control, you, you know, they don't carry out the peaceful ends. You got to stop it, says the Declaration of Independence. You gotta, you gotta go independent, buddy. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what y'all think, and I agree with the Declaration of Independence. General point that we, the people, are in charge. No doubt about it. However, we have the peaceful means for restoration. See, no other culture, no other society has ever had that, folks. The supreme law of the land, the Constitution, makes that all possible. And uh, so we we can peacefully restore the republic, folks. We can uh, use the supreme law of the land, the checks and balances built therein to resolve the problems we face. You got election fraud? Don't go to the Supreme Court justices. You know, the, the, the nine so far away, hundreds, thousands of miles from the people. That's like going to King George for a redress of grievance. Don't you get it? Go to your local municipalities at the county level and the precinct level and demand accountability there. See, the checks and balances, the jurisdictional realities, the separation of powers are one of the great key components of our Constitution. And what I find fascinating is everybody seems to want to blame the Constitution for the problems. Golly, well, the Constitution doesn't work. Well, the Constitution is officially dead or whatever they say. I don't buy any of that, folks. I believe the supreme law of the land is still the supreme law of the land. Got it? And I also believe that it's up to us, we the people, to uphold it. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I believe in this great country, and I'm not going to be downing America. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. I'm positive. I'm grateful. I'm appreciative of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I'm appreciative for those who fought and bled, died, their sacred fortunes, their sacred honors on the line for it. And I want to be one of the people that peacefully do the same. You say, Sam, you don't even get it. The founders weren't peaceful. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the founders were incredibly peaceful people. You say, what are you talking about, man? They had a big old war and stuff. I know, but they remained peaceful with King George as long as they possibly could, ladies and gentlemen. They literally did all within their power to resolve things peacefully. You think the revolution was only a couple of years in the making and a couple of years in the carrying out of the war, and that was the end of that. Not true. Go study history. They were peaceful for literally decades as King George became more and more and more abusive. Okay, this is a situation to understand. They documented their grievances, their abuses, the wrongs that they had endured uh, in the Declaration of Independence like nobody's business. They wanted to defend themselves and say, you know what, we've, we, we've done everything we can to prevent getting to this, this case, this situation. Now we need to document our course of action before God and before witnesses this day. And they literally laid out a can, you know, what does it say to a candid world, to people who understand 
to people who, you know, get it, to people who, okay, they painstakingly took the time to document their course and the need for their action. Have we done similar? See, I think not. People say, oh, Sam, we've done everything we can, by golly. I don't even close to agree. Let me say it again. I don't even close to agree. We haven't done anything close to those kind of things. You say, what are you talking about? Who's gone to their local precinct and said, we think there might be voter fraud here in my local precinct? Who's gone to your county and said to the district attorney and to the county council or the county commissioner, whatever you've got there, hey, we feel like there's vote fraud in our county. We need you to look at it. We want to file an official complaint. So who's gone to the district attorney? Who's gone to the county commission? Who's gone to the sheriff, the local county sheriff? There's 3,000 of them in America. Who's gone to the county sheriff and said, I believe there's vote fraud, and I need you to help me look into this. We need investigations into this, and we need it now. Okay, how many of you have done that? And the answer is none of you. Not a single one of you. And you say, well, you haven't either, Sam, have you? Well, I've tried to get a hold of my sheriff on multiple occasions, and it's pretty hard for me to even get a hold of the guy. But yes, I've tried. In fact, I've literally tried to sit down with all 29 sheriffs in the state of Utah. Did you know that? There's 29 sheriffs in our state, 29 counties. I've tried to go meet with all of them. In fact, I offered to set up at a a place called Liberty Hall. I've offered to set up a meeting with all 29 sheriffs where they could meet with a few unique key members of the public and a few organizations to try to peacefully work on things and say when things go, you know, if there gets to be riots or trouble in this, how can we, the people, help you, sheriffs? What can we do to work together? I've tried to set up a an appropriate off-the-record dialogue between patriot groups and sheriffs in my complete state for all 29 of them. And I offered to set up a, a, a dinner, a catered dinner, where we'd invite the sheriffs and their deputies to come. We would pay for it all, and we would sit down and eat dinner have a little bit of a program here for the sheriffs, hear from a couple of members of the public, uh, and then, you know what, create a working lunch or dinner or whatever you want to call it where we could work on some of these things. What can be done? How do we peacefully deal with these things? The patriots are feeling wronged. The sheriffs are feeling like the patriot groups are too radical and out of control. How do we peacefully come together in a civilized way? How do we have a clarion call for civility? How do we, okay, I tried to put that together for my whole state, and you know what? I was rejected by the sheriffs. They said, nah, not interested, buddy. We're not really interested in meeting with you. And I'm thinking, why? I've committed no crime. Let me say that again. I've committed no crime. I've been respectful. I have not been belligerent and in their face. I've been respectful. I have offered to sit down in a civil discussion. I have offered to kind of be the mediator between those groups in many ways, a few different times. I have... um, you know what? Backed away from any conflict scenarios. So the capital, I didn't go to. I wanted to go, but then it just didn't work out. And I felt like, hey, you know what? When I heard all the violence, and I decided it's probably not for me. I broadcast live from the Republican National Convention, went there peacefully inside, interviewed a lot of key people there, the governor of my state, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, several other people. Okay? I've been involved in Interviewed senators and congressmen and, you know, I've had Senator Lee on the radio program with me, right? I've had several of my Utah congressmen, several senators and congressmen across the country. Okay, I've interviewed Donald Trump Jr. and his brother Eric Trump Jr. And, you know, I'm not trying to tell you that I'm important. I'm trying to get across something. I've been very peaceful and very vocal and very involved for a long time. You could say, Sam, your track record's a little too radical. In which way? In which way have I advocated something too radical? 
Okay, I'm all about rejecting revolution and standing for peaceful restoration. I'm all about saying that it's God, family, and country that should be our focus. I'm all about saying it's the protection of life, liberty, and property that ought to be the focus. When they had a chance to go to the wild or the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, me and many others said, no, we're not going. We think that's too radical of a stance. We're not doing that. And we did everything we could to influence people not to go and do that, including writing a press release against it, politely saying, you know what? We support the cause or the concerns that people have. In other words, we believe their concerns are just. Government's too out of control. Government doesn't have the right to control all the state lands in Utah and, and, and state lands within the several states, etc. But we articulated, we think that their tactics are all wrong. We shouldn't do it. We've been peaceful literally at every turn. We even had the Southern Poverty Law Center say, hey, you guys are promoting radicalism. In Valley Forge, Tom DeWeese, Sam Bushman, Richard Mack, and others speaking there for a political event and a rally and a, and a, and a press conference. We had a press conference and everything else, an event. And the Southern Poverty Law Center slipped one of their members in, came and lied and said, we promoted violence. We brought out the videos and said, you're lying. There's no violent promotion here whatsoever. We will sue you, Southern Poverty Law Center, if you don't change. And they wrote Richard Mack an apology letter and said, we're so sorry we got it wrong. Nevertheless, they've called us hate groups and terrorists and uh, forever. They say that the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is a hate group. That's an absolute lie. We have tried to bring sheriffs and peace officers together under the Constitution. We, we prepare uh, constitutional training about one's oath of office. We prepare uh, training to understand the, the sheriff's responsibility to defend uh, people's rights based on the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. We create de-escalation training for sheriffs and police officers all across the country. See, how is any of that stuff violent? Well, Sam, you showed up there. You had a couple of your representatives show up at the uh, Bundy Ranch there. And, no, all we tried to do is stop violence, just like Bo Grites did and others did in the Randy Weaver case. Okay, We have tried to head off violence, just like people have tried to stop the Branch Davidian slaughter. Okay, we have stood up for those things. Now you say, well, Sam, well, you're involved in conspiracy talk. You believe there's vote fraud. You know what? I have every right to my belief. That doesn't mean that I'm a terrorist or that I'm a ne'er-do-well or that I'm not worthy of being met with or that I'm not worthy of discussion. Uh, do we believe in the First Amendment and the freedom of speech and the freedom of thought and freedom of association? Or do we not in America today? If you ask some of the Democrats, the belligerents, the liberals, we do not today, do we? In fact, we disagree with anything you think or say and you're gone. You're dead. You're done. You're virtually speaking over. Okay, is that what we believe in America? See, if my sheriff is going to say to me, Sam, you're not a worthy constituent because I don't agree with your viewpoint or your thought pattern or your um, stance on a given topic, um, what's, what have we come to in America? Okay, so if you're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, whatever the Q stands for, I don't, I'm not sure if it's queer or questioning. I'm not trying to be offensive. I don't know. Okay, whatever it is, are you... Um, Okay, but Sam, because he believes the Constitution is not, because Sam doesn't believe, for example, that that the voting was on the up and up, that, that I'm more of a problem than, than that group. What about the group that promotes abortions and murders babies? Can you meet with those guys and they're okay, but I'm not? See, where do we go with this kind of logic, folks? I digress. I gotta get <laughs> I gotta get back to talking about liberty. Well, wait, wait, isn't that what I am talking about? That's what this program is always about: the sacred cause of liberty. 
parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Ladies and gentlemen, let's document our peaceful intent as we have always done for 25 plus years on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. Do you realize this is our 25th year uh, in broadcasting? And you say, wait a minute, Sam, I thought you've been in broadcasting longer than 25 years. I have, but this is the 25th year of Liberty Roundtable. When it started out, the program used to be called Your Business. We keep items of interest, your business, and... um, Anyway, uh, so we've been on the air with this show for 25 years this year. Tremendous. Tremendous indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We've been at it for a long time. Anyway, I'm telling you, our peaceful intent, I don't believe we could document it any better than we have. Okay, we've really, really worked hard to walk the fine line. How do you be patriotic? How do you be liberty-minded? How do you stand for the Constitution? The Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. In other words, how do you stand with the Founding Fathers? How do you stand with the conservative side of the discussion points, but yet not cross the line and be um, whatever they want you to believe? Unpatriotic or a threat or a domestic whatever or whatever. Okay, what can we do? And the problem is the other side, the liberals, the extreme, whatever word you want to use. Some would say the left. How do we... Stand boldly, nobly, independently. How do we advocate for God, family, and country? How do we protect life, liberty, and property? How do we do all these things? As a buddy of mine, Michael Badnerick, used to say, you know what? Just don't beat me up and don't take my stuff, okay? Just leave me alone. Just don't beat me up and don't take my stuff. How do we do that and advocate for that, but yet not have them paint us as a radical? 
as an extremist, as a, okay, all that stuff. Is it possible? And sadly, I don't think it's possible because they know we're not those things. But they also know that they can use those labels to manipulate the public and describe us in ways that are, oh, it's hard to say if they're libel and slanderous because the courts have taken unique views on that of recent year. But how do we, how do we deal with that? How do we educate? How do we help people get it? Right? Facebook, for example, says Prager you now is fake news. And I look at that and I go, wait a minute, Prager you that's Dennis Prager? the well-known conservative but mainstream talk show host to a great degree? How is that guy peddling fake news? The answer is it's not true. But what do you do if you're Dennis Prager? How do you deal with those allegations, right? I don't really know, to be honest with you. Because once Facebook and these big media services, I don't know how you deal with it. I really don't. I'm not trying to be um, flippant or offensive, but how do you deal with such allegations that are so blatantly, I mean blatantly false? Right? Facebook literally says PragerU is, uh, what, fake news? So it doesn't matter how well they document their information, right? They're fake news. Why? Because Facebook says so. That's why. See, how do you deal with that? How do you overcome that? How do you argue for the truth? Dear PragerU supporter, Facebook is blatantly censoring PragerU content, limiting our reach to the very people who choose, let me say that again, who choose to follow our page. Okay? Okay. So it doesn't matter if you choose to follow the page or not, right? Americans who share our values. Hiding behind its, quote, biased third party, quote, fact checkers. Facebook continues to slap false news labels on anything they simply disagree with. Wow. There's also, and listen to this very, very carefully there's also no valid appeal process as a self-appointed arbiter of truth facebook has decreed that any viewpoint differing from the left leftist worldview is now fake news is this the kind of america we want to live in it's a fair question Are we going to allow the left to dictate what we can say online? PragerU won't stand for it. That's Prager University, and neither will we. Facebook is sensing PragerU content. Help us fight back. Make a donation today, and they go on. PragerU has millions of Facebook followers and is one of the leading voices for conservative content online. Every day we hold the mainstream press accountable for blatant misinformation. However, big tech doesn't like the conservative voices, so they censor. 
Here's what we're doing about it with your support, says PragerU. Educating millions about this grave threat. If we lose our freedom of speech, we will lose it all. Battling big tech with lawsuits while fighting in the court of public opinion to wake America up. Building our distribution channels like our website, our free mobile app to reach young Americans directly. Growing grassroots programs like Prager Force. Um, I guess there's a lot of program. Um, I guess there's also Prager U resources for educators and parents. They're preparing to get around censorship and make sure that our voices are actually heard. Right? That's great news. With your support, we can fight back against big tech and continues to reach millions of young people with our content and our information. Thank you, PragerU team. This is an example where, folks, you better take this seriously because Liberty Roundtable Live, Liberty News Radio, Liberty, or LovingLiberty.net, we're all in the same battle together. They want to shut us down. And they want to use labels to pin the tail on the donkey, so to speak. They want to use labels, in my opinion, to destroy our credibility. All right? It's dishonest. It's unfair. It's not right. What do we do? Well, the answer is we work together. The answer is you better put your money where your mouth is and support our conservative news channels. Educate those around you. All right? We got to work together, folks. All right? David Capillion just emailed me as well. And David Capillion speaking out quite boldly, too, just like Dennis Prager is. Da- David Capillion works with WND.com. All right? In my opinion, these groups are heroes. Now, we do a lot of good, too. Okay, I'm not trying to really just take credit, but I'm saying, hey, there's the few of us who are working really hard for the sacred cause of liberty. All right? Headline says, YouTube throttles WND for defending Trump supporter Mike Lindell. Now, (laughs) David Capillion recounts Big Tech's latest attack on Internet searches and the Internet's original Christian news site, WND.com. Dear WorldNet Daily or WND Reader, Big Tech is attacking WND again. Here's the latest attempt to put one of the Internet's biggest or largest and oldest and most storied news organizations flat out of business. Recently outraged by the libeling and canceling of prominent Trump supporter My pillow guy, Mike Lindell, who is also being sued for $1.3 billion by Dominion Voting Systems because of his vote beliefs or his allegations. Well, WND.com was defending Mike Lindell. What was WND's crime? The usual. Telling the truth and defending a staunch Donald Trump supporter. That's not allowed anymore. 
in our society, folks. That's the point I'm getting at. Let's take two steps back and look at the big picture, says David Capillion. As we have been urgently warning about for over four years, the lords of the Internet, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and others are finally making their move for an all-out, no-disguise assault. Right? All-out assault on your ability to receive information. Right? They want an all-out, undisguised, totalitarian control of everything you're allowed to read, watch, hear, and see. Wow. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Former Capitol security officials clashed publicly on Tuesday over the events surrounding last month's assault on Capitol Hill, casting blame on the intelligence community and the Pentagon while delivering conflicting accounts on how things unfolded. There were major discrepancies between former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund and former House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving as they recounted their actions before and during the January 6th occupation. Tiger Woods is in the hospital with serious leg injuries after a vehicle he was driving went off the road and rolled over several times in a Los Angeles suburb Tuesday morning. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said the cause of the crash was still under investigation, but that Woods was traveling at a relatively greater speed than normal. That the jaws of life was utilized to extricate the person trapped. It's reported Tiger shattered his right ankle and had metal pins put into leg breaks at Harbor UCLA Hospital. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. A grand jury in New York State voted not to indict police officers for the death of Daniel Prude, a black man who died of asphyxiation while in police custody in March 2020 in the upstate city of Rochester. Humans were not the only ones stunned by last week's winter storms. Hundreds of sea turtles suffered as well. Texas, USA, Radio News Bureau's John Clemens dives in. Hey, probably, we'll walk them over to the side right there. That was the sound of the U.S. Coast Guard working with rescue organizations to release the sea turtles back into the water off Corpus Christi, Texas. Sea turtles are cold-blooded creatures, meaning they can't regulate their own body heat. During the frigid weather, they develop hypothermia, becoming lethargic, and actually float to the surface as they become stunned by the cold. Rescue volunteers were able to bring the sea turtles to area warming tanks. Now, with the water above 55 degrees, the sea turtles were gently dropped back into the water. 
USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, I am Sam Bushman, ladies and gentlemen, breaking it down just for you. News organizations and groups like Liberty Roundtable Live, LovingLiberty.net, the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association, PragerU, WorldNet Daily. We're all getting attacked like nobody's business, ladies and gentlemen, by the mainstream. They want to basically claim we're all fake news. I don't know how, we, but we need to sue them for libel and slander over this. But the problem is our lawsuits go nowhere. They claim we don't have any standing or they manipulate and play games. News uh, is really important in America, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have the truth, I don't see how you're going to defend the sacred cause of liberty. Facebook says PragerU is fake news. PragerU.com. Dennis Prager doing a phenomenal job. YouTube throttles WND for defending Trump supporter Mike Lindell. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. This is serious indeed, okay? Think about this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. For Twitter to literally ban, permanently ban the sitting president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, all right? Just a month before Donald Trump was known as, well, a Gallup survey of Americans revealed President Trump to be what? A most admired man in the world? Big Mac, big tech's mask is off, folks. President Trump was one of the most admired men in the world, according to these surveys. And he was set up, what, for Nobel Peace Prizes and all kinds of stuff? No more congressional hearings where big tech oligarchs make excuses or blame mid-level employees when they ban Christians and pro-lifers and others. Those days are over. Okay? They're now wildly purging conservatives. They've taken this uh, event at the Capitol, and now they just say, you're a terrorist. You're just out of control. You've got to be stopped. With all this in mind... Let me talk to you for a minute about WorldNet Daily, says David Capillion. What on earth, you might ask, can WND.com do to possibly counter the insanity and unprecedented wickedness rising up all around us? And this is why I like WorldNet Daily, folks. This is why I focus on them so much. Are they a perfect news organization? No, they're not. None of us are. But they're doing a great work, folks. They really are. Of all the news organizations, I would say WorldNet Daily or WND.com is one of my top ones. They say, here's what we can do. We can honestly, accurately, and fearlessly shine a light, a very bright journalistic light, into all the growing darkness that is trying to overtake us and overtake our country. We can focus that light on dispelling disinformation everywhere it's found. That is precisely what Thomas Jefferson had in mind when he said the only security of all is in a free press. He understood, folks. Thomas Jefferson said the only security of all is in a free press. He knew that an honest, truth-oriented press is essential for a free society to continue to exist. 
And yet that's also the very reason that big tech, like the maniacal leftist juggernaut of which it's a part, doesn't want a free press, folks. They don't want a free press in America. Get it? We at WorldNet Daily or WND have always known this. That's why our motto since way back in 1997 is it's long before the rest of the media pack and the big tech groups existed. See, I disagree with that statement. They've been around building this tyranny for decades, folks, if you go study it. But nevertheless, it's been a free press for a free people. That's the motto of WND. However, right now, just when our country needs a free press more than ever, the free press happens to be in a very tough situation. As I indicated earlier, you know what? Big tech has been trying to kill WND for a very long time. For years, Google has set its search algorithms to push WND way, way down in its search results. Okay, think about that for a minute. We've been virtually, quote, disappeared, as they say in communist countries. See, that's a true story. The Southern Poverty Law Center, the left-wing hate group in bed with big tech, that's who big tech relies on for their news and their information. But they characterize WND as a hate group. When engaging in manipulative fear-mongering and outright lies in the media. Outright fabrications designed to further the paranoid, gay-hating, conspiratorial, and apocalyptic visions from the fringes of the far right and fundamentalist world translation. So... You just got this big lie by the Southern Poverty Law Center of who we are. Last September, for example, Facebook suddenly decided to massively suppress WND's traffic on their platform. No reasons given. Yeah. At the same time, three major international online ad companies. Let me tell you who they are. One's called Triple Lift. App Nexus Xander and T Ads, I think is how you say it. T E A D S. T Ads, all three, all canceled WND, basically attacking their revenues. And of course, the tech monopolies have long been perpetrating an all out assault on the operating revenues of WND by vacuuming up the vast majority of online ad revenue. As I, meaning David Capillion, said earlier, WND has been warning not for months, but for years that all this was coming. And at first, WND was laughed at. Now, many of the people that laughed at WND are feeling the pain, ladies and gentlemen. And I stick with WND because I've been dealing with this firsthand as well. Friends, we are fighters here at WND. And we still intend, as long as God allows us, to exist 
as a news organization to shout the truth from the rooftops and publish it from sea to shining sea. Wow. WND continues to sound the alarm, expose their totalitarian agenda. There is, thank goodness, some good news, says David Capillion. There's one key factor in WND's continued existence and well-being that neither Big Tech, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, nor the lying mainstream media can touch. That is that you remain as a partner with us in shedding the light on the darkness. Therefore, I am humbly but boldly asking you during this troubled time for our beloved country to donate. And they go on. Anyway, I don't mean to ignore the donation part. Go to WND.com and donate. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't. I am suggesting, though, that there's a lot of us that need your donations. All right? We can honestly, accurately, and fearlessly shine a journalistic bright light on all the shenanigans going on, folks. Okay? There's a lot to this. And I commend WND for standing up and writing such bold prose relating to this. I commend them. I appreciate them. We need more of it. But Dennis Prager and WND, in my opinion, two of the biggest fighters uh, for freedom, if you will, on the Internet today. Are they perfect? I don't think so. None of us are. But there's the answer from David Capillion. Doing a great job, in my opinion. Thanks, David. Um. The other thing that I like about WND is that, you know what, I've worked with a lot of news organizations in my day, ladies and gentlemen. All right? And I want you to know this. A lot of the so-called, what do you want to call it? A lot of the leaders in the liberty movement are about impossible to get a hold of. Okay? Meaning that you can't talk to them. They've got, I I don't know what these people have around them. It's hard for me to say. But they've got minions around them to where you can't talk to the real people. And that always concerns me. Okay, that's always concerned me. Because you know what? I'm a I'm a I'm a non-believer in elitists or a non-believer in two classes of people or whatever. It's like the untouchables and the rest of us or whatever. I don't believe in any of that. Anyway. I bring that up because I've always been able to get a hold of the World Net Daily people, WND.com. I've been able to get a hold of their journalists, their owners, their lead editors. I'll tell you about it. Hang tight. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals that gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. 
Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. Six days a week on your favorite news, the network should be used to use radio station. Syndicated by LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, live and on-demand radio free. LovingLiberty.net also is much more than just a radio network, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. They have a Liberty Hall, a place for venues and meet and greet and education, uh, and a whole lot more. They also have a network of people that are working together to bring businesses to your attention that are patriotic businesses so we can do business with the good guys, as as my buddy, the late Joyce Riley, fellow talk show host, used to say, do business with the good guys, folks. Uh, Anyway, speaking of that, this half hour is brought to you in part by Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. Get a hold of Kurt Crosby to learn more. Kurt, C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com, right 01-669-2211. That's 801-669-2211. You can email him, Kurt, C-U-R-T, at LibertyRoundTable.com. You can text him on that same number, 801-669-2211. You can call him, text him, email him. Let's see. You can also go to the website. Check it out. LocalHoneyMan.com. Spread the word. I digress. I was saying right before the pause that, you know what? Um, WND.com has always been uh, normal people, in my opinion. Look, there's a big, unique, interesting difference. Uh, When you can get a hold of somebody... You kind of start to say in your mind, maybe they're not super elite. Maybe they're just normal. Maybe they're like us. When you can get a hold of somebody. Now, I get that people are busy and you can't get a hold of executives or, you know, some people I'm really busy too. And sometimes I'm a little bit harder to get a hold of. It takes me a bit to call somebody back or something like that. But I'm not untouchable. It is possible to email me. It is possible for me to have me, you know, to have me call you back. Um, Sometimes I get super swamped because I travel, because I run uh, an IT company. I have a day job in addition to radio. And so sometimes I'm a little bit harder to get a hold of, but I'm never untouchable. Okay. And, uh, but some of these elitists are untouchable. One of the things that I've loved about WND.com is that they are not untouchable. I've been able to get a hold of WND.com journalists and interview many of them. Um, I've had several of their journalists on the radio. Okay, and they're great people. I've planned events and had several other journalists attend the events that we've planned, even. I've been on a speaking um, stage with a couple of their journalists. I have been able to contact their um, chief editor, David Capillion, 
who's been on this show more than once, several times, I've been able to contact him when I have something to talk to him about. Joseph Farah is one of the owners, and I don't know the exact ownership structure now uh, because Joseph has had some health problems. I don't I don't call Joseph now because I know the poor guy's just, you know, doing the best that they can. However, I've been able to work with Joseph Farah on several projects and several things in the past. I have tremendous respect for WND.com because their people are real people. I'm telling you right now, they're real people. They're great people. Right? I mean, I've had Art Moore on. I've had David Capillion on. I've had Bob Unruh on. Several other uh, reporters that they have, too, that I've had on. All right? Anyway, long story short, I really commend the David Capillions of the world. And, um, you know, you could say it's all about money for these people, but one of the other things that you need to know about WND.com is most of the people that work for WND.com have well-known, well-documented, well-credentialed journalistic um, experience. And most of them come from other more liberal news organizations, but not so liberal that you can't trust them. In other words, they've had pretty good conservative careers. But they go, uh, in my opinion, to uh, WND because they know that they can be freer to speak their minds. They know that they can focus on things that matter more, right? Anyway, I find that refreshing, and I'm grateful indeed for that, right? So I I bring all that up because I want you to know, in my opinion, who are the good guys. And I don't think World Net Daily is perfect. I've had people work for them and then say, hey, you know, it didn't work out too well or whatever else. I get it. But that's true everywhere you go, right? I'm not going to down anybody on hearsay or, or, or on some of those things. I'm just telling you that I think they do a great job. And you say, why? Because I've seen them. I mean, they could literally go a lot more mainstream and probably not get beat up near as much. But they don't. Uh, They could probably just fold into another news service and sell out. But they haven't. Okay, so I don't know everything about them. And, you know, I know some people on the inside might be like, oh, Sam, you don't even know. It's, But look, they've been in the news media since 1997. 97, 107, 117, that's 24 years or whatever. They've been in the business almost as long as I have. A long time, folks. And I'm telling you, from experience, it takes some pretty thick chops. It takes some serious mojo to be in the game that long. You know, if you don't make a gazillion dollars like some of the people in the business, very few, I might add, then it's very hard to stay here because there's not a lot of money in it. There's a whole lot of work and a whole lot. um, Well, it's a thankless job is the way I'd probably put it. You know, I mean, how many people are like really telling you how grateful uh, they are for your work and your service and what you've done uh, on the radio? Not very many. And I'm not looking for kudos, but I am saying it's tough, right? I'm saying it's very hard to stay in the business as long as we've been here doing what we do, right? Okay? Like Black Lives Matter has managed to raise a ton of money last year. 
Okay? How much, you say? The Black Lives Matter BLM organization recently shared that they received more than $90 million last year according to a screenshot of finances they showed or shared the Associated Press in a financial statement. Right? Think about that. That's a Black Lives Matter has been able to garner in the last year alone. Okay? Do you know how much we've been able to raise in this last year alone, folks? I think based on donations or whatever else, we might have got maybe $5,000. Okay, something like that. Think about that. That's about all. But the Black Lives Matter BLM group organization recently shared that they received more than $90 million last year alone. That's according to a screenshot of their finances that they shared with the Associated Press in a financial statement. Think about that. It's shocking. It's shocking. No wonder we struggle to compete. We can't raise five bucks. Now listen to this. Right? Think about this. They say that they raised most of their money with $30 donations. The organization explains that donations from people averaged at around $30.76, with 10% of that being recurring donations. Now, here's what's fascinating about that, ladies and gentlemen. Are you listening carefully? I have been advocating for 25 years, less than a dollar a day. If you put $30 a month into Liberty News Radio, LovingLiberty.net, or you know Liberty Roundtable, our groups, we could make a tremendous, tremendous difference. But less than a dollar a day has been hard for folks to do. Most folks wouldn't even give you 30 bucks, much less a recurring donation. But what's fascinating to me about this is Black Lives Matter literally has received $90 million in one year. Okay? By $30 donations on the average. That's really less than a dollar a day, isn't it? For a month. I mean, if you, on the average, there's a little bit more than 30 days in a month, right? There's 365 days in a year, right? So, uh, 365 and a quarter to be exact. Anyway, all I'm telling you is it's a little bit more than $30 a month to less than a dollar a day if you did it. Okay, that's how the Black Lives Matters have received $90 million, they claim. And they're showing financial statement screenshots, and they're submitting that to the Associated Press. So I find that just incredibly fascinating. Uh, and I look at it, and I go, man, if we could even raise a, a well, $90 million. <laughs> If we can even raise 1% of that, what would that be, 900000 Because if it was $100 million, it would be a million, right, 1%. Okay, we could run our organization for probably three or four years pretty easily. All right, we need donors, folks. And I'm not just trying to run around begging for your money. I'm just trying to get you guys to understand 
Um, and when I say that the liberty movement doesn't put anything, they don't put their money where their mouth is. You know, I know Kirk Crosby used to be quite kind of offended at that statement. He's like, well, some of them do. And I know I get those of you who are dedicated and there's very few of you. And I'm grateful for you. I don't mean to ignore or gloss over your contributions because they are valuable. Okay, they are. It's because of you that we're even here. Right. So I don't mean to diminish you in any way. What I'm telling you, though, is when Black Lives Matter can raise 90 million in one year on the average of $30 donations from individuals, they claim. And you could say, well, we don't know if it's true, Sam. Well, it's true that they have a lot of money. We know that. Where are they getting it from? Maybe we don't know that. It would take some investigations. Good luck getting to the bottom of that one. But nevertheless, I digress, except to say, look, we can't, you know, if we had a thousand Americans, just a thousand Americans that put in less than a dollar a day monthly, if they did it recurring, a thousand Americans recurring, we would have $30,000 a month and all of our troubles would be over. $1,000, I'm sorry, $30, a thousand Americans monthly would have $30,000 a month. That's $360,000 a year. We can run our organization and grow substantially with that kind of money. Okay. We could add hosts to our network. We could grow into a lot more video than we're doing now. LovingLiberty.net has a little bit of video. We could refine our, our phone apps quite a bit more and really improve things. But right now we run on a shoestring, and I'm grateful for that shoestring. Don't misunderstand me. I don't mean to be negative. I'm just telling you what we could do and what we would like to do. But the Black Lives Matter BLM organization recently shared that they received 90 more than $90 million. I mean, it's just shocking to me. All right, that's hour one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. The good we could do if we could get proper funding. Wow. And you know what? Operation Choke Point is literally chopping off our ability to even accept credit cards now. My buddy James Edwards with the political cesspool, his credit card capabilities are completely shut down. Operation Choke Point 2.0 that I mentioned. <laughs> Live and well is the best way to describe it, I guess. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, pray for us, fund us, do all that you can. Little work by a lot of people make heavy work light, right? One becomes two, then becomes the few, then becomes the many. All right, lift where you stand and we can all make a difference together, but we need your support. LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. I am Sam Bushman. We de I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is the broadcast for February the 24th in the year of our Lord 2021, hour two of two. My goal to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property. That's who we are. That's what we do. Welcome to the broadcast. They tell you that we're anti-government. They tell you that we're a hate group. They tell you all kinds of lies about us, ladies and gentlemen. But you listen to what I have to say, and you ask yourself if I'm into hate or love. You ask yourself if I'm into peace or violence. You ask yourself who I am and what 
I stand for and who we are and what our guests say and do on the radio. And you analyze for yourself who you believe the truth tellers are. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, we need to take off the gloves. And I don't mean to be abusive or violent or anything else. I'm just talking about, look, they're getting uh, very tough. They're into body blows now. They're playing games and suggesting we're hate groups. And now they've even escalated this idea that we're terrorists of some kind. we got to reject that notion very directly, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go into defense mode and even offensive mode. Not in a violent way, but to stop them from their abuses. Okay, if somebody's coming at me, you know what? I can parry blows for a while, but at some point I need to stop them. I need to disable their attack on me. That doesn't mean violent, but it does mean get a little bit more aggressive than I've hitherto been. That's what needs to happen here because you know what? They're not civil at all. They're literally challenging all of our revenue. They're literally getting in our face, marginalizing us. In my opinion, they're literally going to the point of putting our lives and, frankly, our families' lives in danger. We can't, we can't, folks, we can't allow that to stand. Okay, let me say that again. We cannot allow that to stand. It's just out of control, over the top, unacceptable. All right, we have got to get more bold, more clear about who we are and what we do, right? We have got to really focus on solutions. We have really got to double down and make a difference, folks. I'm just telling you right now, we have got to take the next steps to go on the offensive. Anyway, I talked about it in detail last hour. We talked about Facebook says PragerU is fake news. Where does Facebook get off saying that? In fact, most of the fake news uh, in the fake organizational gathering that took place for the siege on the Capitol, if you want to call it that, was done through Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. And they're going to call Prager you fake news? See, this is what I mean by we need to call them out. We need to be polite, but we need to get in their face. We need to not be violent. We need to be civil, but we need to challenge their dishonest fake news narrative. Okay, YouTube now throttling WND because WND dares to defend Trump supporter Mike Lindell, David Capillion, WND.com. Look, we have every right to defend Mike Lindell if we want to. Okay, we have every right to try to find out what is the truth in this Michael Lindell thing? What is the truth in this Donald Trump thing? What is the truth with the Capitol riots that took place? Who's who? What's what? We have every right to dig and and, and get involved in journalistic um, investigative research and to figure out what's happening. We have every right. In fact, we have a duty to do so as journalists and talk show hosts and, Right? All right, what can we do? Here's what we can do. We can honestly, accurately, and fearlessly shine a very bright journalistic light into all the growing darkness that's trying to overtake our country. Okay, we can focus that light on corruption and fraud and deceit and lies and disinformation everywhere they can be found. That's what we need to do, but we need your finances to get it done, folks. We just do. Anyway, I commend David Capillion. WND.com doing a great job. 
All right, a quick recap of yesterday's show. I normally do this first hour, but I delayed it till the second hour. Once in a while, I try to throw in a different segment of the program so that others who may not be able to listen to the start of the program but can catch the second hour or whatever, then they can kind of hear a lot of times. We do a recap every day of the previous show. And uh, you say, well, why would you do that? Because a lot of times people can't listen to everything. So we produce the show notes at lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. And then you can read those notes. And if there's something you want to listen to, then you can go back and, you know, look which hour it's in and, you know, look how many stories in it is. And, you know, you can kind of get an idea of where it is in the show. If it says it's in first hour, let me just give you an example. First hour yesterday, we talked about the following things. We talked about news for patriots, e-alert, Mother Nature turns winter fury on Deep South. The U.S. is divided into three grids. One covers the eastern U.S., one covers the western states, and then there's the Texas grid. The Texas grid is called ERCUT, and an agency of the same name runs it, right? There you have it. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas. We also talked about the temporary collapse of Texas. It's foreshadowing the total collapse of the United States. PatriotRising.com wrote that piece. So that were, that's the three headlines that we wrote for Hour 1. So see, if you're interested in any of that, you can listen to Hour 1, right? And if you want to hear, you know, the second two stories or whatever, you might try right after the half-hour break. You can see it's in the second half-hour um, you can skim the broadcast. We have tools online where you can skim. If you download it, the player can, you know, you can double play things. You can, there's all kinds of ways to listen quicker. There's all kinds of ways to, to narrow in on the topics that you want. Second hour, we had our guest on Mr. Jim Clymer with the Constitution Party, the Party of Integrity, Liberty, and Prosperity. Wow. ConstitutionParty.com is their website. But anyway, Jim was with me for the whole hour. And we talked about what would happen if a severe long-term national emergency disrupted food, water, and power systems for months on end, what would happen? We talked about that in the second hour with Jim. We talked about, quote, all it took to cause a short-term collapse scenario in the state of Texas was some cold weather. Eventually, much worse things will happen to our nation and it has become clear that we're simply not ready for these things. So we talked about preparedness. Get prepared while you still can because time is running out, we said. We talked about Solutions Radio. My headline is to repent, turn to God, pray, do all you can to get ready. That's my advice. We talked about the climate czar, John Kerry, working for the Biden administration. We have, quote, nine years left to avert a climate catastrophe, and there's no room for BS on it anymore, he says. When Joe Biden and, and, and team was asked through his press secretary if he agreed with the John Kerry statement, <clears throat> you heard crickets. They're not telling you if they agree, which means they probably agree. I disagree with that scenario. What I mean by that is, no doubt as we turn our back on God as a society, we're going to have repercussions. Go look at the biblical prophecies about our time and, and, and what's going to happen. So I, I get that it's going to get gnarly, but I don't want to put a time frame on it. Makes me wonder if they're engineering some of this stuff when they can put such close time frames. And well, if they prove themselves right, then is it a self-fulfilling prophecy by uh, false flag action? I don't know, but it concerns me. 
polling data suggests that voters who backed former President Donald Trump in the 2020 election, they have way more nuanced opinions on climate change than the binary climate discussions that climate activists pitch. You're either a denier or a promoter. They want you to believe it's that binary thing, but it turns out that most people's feelings are more nuanced. And I agree with that. The headline says 66% of Trump voters believe climate change is real. The remaining 34% say that it's not real and the government should do nothing to combat it. See, now they're mixing issues. Because I'm one that does believe climate change is real. If you don't believe me, wake up in the morning and um, go outside and tell me what temperature it is and then do the same thing at noon and 3 o'clock. And if it warms up, then you got climate change. And then at night when it cools down, do you have climate change again? Yes, you do. Well, that same daily cycle, believe it or not, because you would say, well, Sam, that's just the sun going up and down. Okay. Uh, But if you have daily cycles, do you have weekly cycles, monthly cycles, yearly cycles, 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years? You know what cycles do you have, right? And I think that's important to kind of acknowledge or to be aware of at least, right? It's important to think through that. And so I do think there's climate change. I also know that God controls the weather. If you don't believe me, just ask Noah. He said to the people, if you don't repent, bad weather is going to come. He was building an ark. He said the earth is going to be flooded. They laughed and mocked and jeered. And well, thank heavens that Noah did listen to God and was saved from the flood via the guidance God gave him. Right? There's been weather related realities. If you go back to the times of what Baal in the Bible or whatever. They tried to bring down fire and couldn't do it with their false gods. And then the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob brought down fire and burned up everything, even with all the extra water and everything put on it. So we know God's in charge of fire. We know God's God's in charge of water. I submit to you that he's in charge of the very air we breathe. So we know that God's in charge of the weather to a great degree. How much he lets man meddle with it, I don't know. So how much weather manipulation and false flag there is there, I can't really say. I know a lot of people say there's a lot of that going on. There may be, but I don't have enough detailed evidence to document enough of it. So I just say, hey, it very well could be. So I try to be a responsible reporter on this, right? Hang tight. Hour hour one in the can for sure. Segment one in the can too. Segment two coming up. I got some interesting twists for you on the radio today. Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married. 
and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it's educational and entertaining. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word and tell the tale. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked a lot about uh, what's going on. We need to stand for liberty, folks, and we need to get bolder about it. We don't need to get violent. We need to be peaceful and civil, but we need to be bolder about it. All right? We need to really, really make a difference here. Headline says, Checkpoint Pelosi. Democrats consider permanent military-style barrier. Around the Capitol, writes Tony Perkins of Family Research Council. Wow. Now, he wrote this in the Washington Times, I might add. This is interesting because, you know, the Washington Times, uh, in my opinion, giving a little bit of credence to who we are. Now, here's what's funny. On one hand, they want you to believe that Tony Perkins and others are terrorists, you know, Christians and stuff like that. At the same time... (laughs) They're publishing his article. I guess he had to pay a pretty penny for that, but that proves the point. Nevertheless, it says this. Congressional Democratic leaders are considering a permanent military-style barrier around the U.S. Capitol. Even as we learn that 7,000 National Guardsmen will stay another month in D.C. in Capitol Hill under the Democrats, it looks more like the infamous crossing checkpoint charlie between east and west berlin ladies and gentlemen when the communists controlled eastern europe tony perkins writes it seems that democrats have forgotten the violence of last summer when left wing rioters looted and burned private and public buildings throughout washington dc and many other cities Believe it or not, listen carefully to this, folks. This is really important. Ready? Where rioters killed at least 12 people, injured hundreds of police officers and innocent victims, and destroyed up to $2 billion. That's with a B, ladies and gentlemen. $2 billion of private property. The worst rioting occurred in Portland, Oregon, where nightly attacks on federal buildings cost $2.3 million alone. Wow. Democrats and their media complicit allies 
called the nightly rioting, looting rituals, peaceful protests, and criticized Donald Trump for trying to deploy police forces to stop it. They also called Mr. Trump Bunker Boy. When the Secret Service installed a temporary anti-riot fence around the White House complex after rioters tore apart barricades and harmed uh, and they say injured or harmed scores of law enforcement personnel. I was hesitating trying to find out exactly which police it was. They just say law enforcement personnel with projectiles. The rioters gathered daily on 1600 Avenue, or I guess 16th Street, north of the White House, which they na- renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza. Now, the Democratic mayor did that, ladies and gentlemen, in partnership with the Black Lives Matter movements. They lit fires and they taunted police officers. Tony Perkins says, as I tried to go to Family Research Council headquarters, I had to deal with this myself walking through these violent crowds. After Mr. Trump delivered his Republican National Convention or RNC acceptance speech, A mob surrounded and attacked Senator Rand Paul and his wife as they and others tried to leave the White House complex. Wow. When Mr. Trump enacted the National Guard to stop the violence, Democrats again condemned the militarized police presence. Now, this is interesting. So now Donald Trump is being attacked. He invokes the National Guard, just like he tried to do over and over and over to protect Congress, and he got ignored at every turn. Meanwhile, businesses in downtown D.C. were left on their own to protect themselves with no police protection whatsoever. Property owners, including my own organization, Family Research Council, currently spotted rioters and responded To rioters, we hired extra security. We installed plywood over windows. Okay, they did everything they could. Bands of protesters roved about the city, blocking roads, intimidating diners. Yet we heard little from Democratic leaders other than words of praise. For those standing up and exercising their, quote, First Amendment rights. Wow. Shocking, ladies and gentlemen. The anticipation of leftist violence after Election Day left many establishments to flat out board up. Yeah. So here's what happened. You ready? So after the election and Joe Biden won, they started taking the boards down. Businesses started to uncover and feel like, hey, maybe the threat would be over now that Biden won. However, if you walk by the Capitol now, you'd think the threat is greater now than it was then. Actually, you can't even get close to the Capitol. Eight-foot fencing topped by razor wire. Cordons off streets of up to four blocks away. Around the clock, National Guards and, quote, military fatigues 
with automatic weapons stand at 20-yard intervals. Wow. The Pentagon is now projecting that the Pentagon will spend almost $500 million, a half a billion dollars. Wow. In security costs at the U.S. Capitol, it's almost like a dictatorship, not the United States of America, says Tony Perkins. Democrats in Congress insist that the measures are necessary because of the Capitol riot on January the 6th. But in reality, ladies and gentlemen, and Tony Perkins doubles down on this, and I completely agree with the leader of the Family Research Council. Listen up. Tony Perkins says, but they don't want to waste a good crisis that will allow them to expand power and control. Isn't this exactly what I've been saying? Let me be clear. Conservatives agree that what happened on January 6th at the Capitol is despicable and needs to be stopped, and those who perpetrated the crime need to be prosecuted. Lawless activities cannot uphold the law. Right? But if any evidence points to the possibility of a repeat attempt, it's a well-kept secret. In other words, nobody knows of anything in the works now. Nobody. You can ask the FBI. You can ask the CIA. You can ask any of these groups. Democrats have simply forgotten that the U.S. Congress is the people's house. Americans have always had the right to enter the U.S. Capitol, ladies and gentlemen, to visit their representatives and their senators and to exercise their First Amendment rights to petition their government. Right? That is as the First Amendment provides. None of this makes much sense if, like the House Speaker says, the enemy is within, or as she labeled it, Later clarified, quote, that means that we have members of Congress who want to bring guns on the floor. Wow. And have threatened violence on other members of Congress. What? She has slapped fines on members of Congress who failed to go through the, quote, security checkpoints. As I remember it, Tony Perkins says, It was Democratic politicos like Congresswoman Maxine Waters and now Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. So Maxine and Chuck, who harassed Trump aides at restaurants, called for violence against Donald Trump supporters, threatened Supreme Court justices, This is the essence of a double standard. The razor wire fence around the Capitol is more than just a, quote, security measure, ladies and gentlemen. It represents what's happening to freedom in America. If we shut out the American people for their own government, we have a real problem. I'll tell you what Bill Clinton did temporarily that's still happening today. So much for temporary, huh? Liberty Roundtable, live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A BNSF train and an 18-wheeler truck collided in Cameron, Texas, causing a large explosion and fire. According to Millam County Judge Steve Young, the crash happened before 7 a.m. Tuesday. Young says the 18-wheeler hit the train, causing 14 train cars to derail. However, the driver of the 18-wheeler survived, and all personnel on the train are okay. The wife of notorious longtime drug kingpin El Chapo on Tuesday was ordered held without bond pending trial. One day after she was arrested at Dulles International Airport for alleged international drug trafficking, 31-year-old Emma Espiro faces a charge of conspiracy to distribute one kilogram or more of heroin, five kilograms or more of cocaine, 1,000 kilograms or more of marijuana, and 500 grams or more of methamphetamines. President Trump has submitted a statement of appeal to an oversight board funded by Facebook in a bid to rejoin the platform. The decision is expected to take around two and a half months. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50 and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. In a bill that experts say will take our children and grandchildren to pay back, the exuberant $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill has many critics. Ohio USA Radio News Bureau's Dan Naraki reports. The House will vote on President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package this Friday, according to the House Majority Leader. Representative Steny Hoyer said that the bill will come to the House floor Friday morning with a vote to follow. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said he was disappointed that Democrats would try to ram a partisan COVID bill through. As you know, 10 of our members, actually went down, met with the president, and talked about a a more narrow, uh, targeted approach. Uh, The message was that they were not interested in doing it that way. Uh, They're going to try to muscle us through on a totally uh, partisan basis. And I think I can safely speak for most of my members that we think this is dramatically more money than is required at this particular juncture. We are USA Radio News. Gentlemen, we got a serious problem on our hands in America, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, it's a serious business. Serious business indeed. We're talking about the essence of a double standard. Yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Okay. We've got to seriously look at this. All right. What are we going to do? As Ammon Bundy asked years ago, what are we to do? Okay. As I remembered, it was Democrat politicos 
Like Chuck Schumer and Maxine Waters calling for violence, threatening Supreme Court justices and harassing people in restaurants. The razor wire fence around the Capitol is more than just a security measure. It represents what's happening in America, the loss of freedom. After the Oklahoma City bombing, ladies and gentlemen, I told you right before the break, I'll tell you what Clinton temporarily did. After the Oklahoma City bombing occurred, President Clinton temporarily closed Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the White House to vehicle traffic. It's still closed today, ladies and gentlemen. Right? A long-term razor wire barrier around the U.S. Capitol, listen carefully, may never come down unless we speak out, says Joni Perkins, or says Tony Perkins. The real threat to America's future and to our freedom is that the American people will be taken in by these shenanigans, by this, quote, political theater, and will surrender liberty for a pretense of security. As East Berlin was once known for Checkpoint Charlie, Washington, D.C., once the emblem of freedom, will become known for Checkpoint Pelosi and the stifling of freedom. Then they say, sign the petition now. Anyway, I commend Tony Perkins for a well-written article, putting it in uh, the Washington Times. I'm going to give you the name of this article one more time so you can look it up and share it with your friends. It's really, really valuable. Checkpoint Pelosi is the name of the article. Checkpoint Pelosi, Democrats consider permanent military-style barrier around the Capitol. Tony Perkins, Washington Times. What a great, great, great article. Now, let me double down for you here, ladies and gentlemen. So they said Trump incited violence, even though Trump never went to the Capitol, right? And I don't know how to respond to that at all, really. But they claim that Joe incited violence. He never went to the Capitol. I'm sorry, that, that Donald incited violence. Joe said this. He never went inside the Capitol. And he told people to go there peacefully. All right? But the dishonesty and the double standard is on steroids. Tony Perkins referred to it. But I'm going to highlight even more the shenanigans. All right? Headline flashback. Joe Biden was arrested. What for? For illegally invading the U.S. Capitol. This is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden was arrested for invading the U.S. Capitol. He says, quote, I walked up, I sat down, and I got arrested. I sat down in the presiding officer's seat, and he blatantly admits to doing this. Now, guess who reports this? WND.com does. I've been talking about them all day for a reason. They do a great job. I don't see others reporting much about this. Flashback. Joe Biden was arrested for illegally invading the U.S. Capitol. He said, I walked up, I sat down, 
in the presiding officer's seat, Bob Unruh, <coughs> excuse me, Bob Unruh, World Net Daily. Biden made the admission in an interview in 2007 with David Letterman. Yeah, I kid you not. This is hard to even believe, isn't it? Not really. This is what the criminals do. You say, Sam, what? No, this is true. You want to hear Joe admit it in his own words? We managed to get a copy of the audio. Here's Joe. What was that like, uh, walking into the great Senate chamber at 29 years old? You know, I walked in when I was 21, and I got arrested. I was a, it was a Saturday. I was down visiting some friends at Georgetown University. And uh, I came up on a Saturday morning because I was fascinated with the Senate. And they had a Saturday session. I walked up those days, no guards stopping everywhere. And, I, and they just got out of session. I walked in the back. All of a sudden, I found myself in the chamber, and I was stunned. I walked up, sat down in the presiding officer's seat. Guy grabbed me by the shoulder, said, you're under arrest. Okay, that's Joe Biden in his own words, ladies and gentlemen. So not only did Joe Biden breach the Capitol, but he got arrested for doing so. Um, is that acceptable in your mind, ladies and gentlemen? This is serious, folks. And you can say, well, come on. He just peacefully walked in there. He didn't go in there armed. I know. But let's document how many people went to the peaceful rally January 6th, 2021. How many people were peaceful at the rally and then left and went home? wanting to see Donald Trump, how many people peacefully went to the Capitol, rallied outside the Capitol and milled around outside of the Capitol and even went in like Joe Biden, your current president that got arrested for doing so. Why did he get arrested? Because I'm sure that because he sat in the uh, specific chair there. Okay, but people have gone peacefully into the, um, what's it called? Peaceful, peacefully went into the Capitol many times. But when you sit in the presiding officer's seat, are you allowed to do that? Right? Question. Interesting question. Uh, But I I bring this up because Joe Biden went in there and got arrested for doing so. Trump never went in there. Trump told people to be peaceful and patriotic. How many people went to the Capitol? Or how many people, I'm, I'm sorry, went to the peaceful event versus how many people went to the Capitol versus how many went into the Capitol building versus how many were really violent and really problematic? And the answer, ladies and gentlemen, when you dig in, is stark, is shocking, is amazing to understand. You literally have hundreds of thousands that went to the peaceful rally. You literally have tens of thousands that went to the Capitol, a significantly less number. What about all the people that didn't decide to go to the Capitol? Were they influenced by Trump? Were they incited? What about all the people, the 10,000s of plus people that went? And I don't even know the numbers. I don't know how you get those because no one's mentioning them. But then how many people went into the Capitol? Two, three, four, five hundred. How many people now are up on charges of violence? I know people that peacefully went into the Capitol and they uh, got arrested, but then they got freed because they committed no crime, just like Joe Biden. How many people really committed a crime and really now all they're focusing on really their focus isn't even on Trump supporters anymore. Their focus is on a few militia group slash Oath Keeper affiliated people. As uh, Stuart Rhodes said, low-level Oath Keepers. Many of them not even really Oath Keeper members. 
in on these Proud Boys. And the Proud Boys aren't really Trump supporters. They claim they are. But Trump has disavowed the Proud Boys. He told them to stand back. As far as I can tell, he hasn't backed the Proud Boys at all. But see, no denial, no rejection of their rhetoric and of their behavior is acceptable. Because if Trump denies it, then they just say, oh, you're throwing a bone. You're, uh, you know, sending dog whistles. You're this, you're that. You can never win. Right? You can never win with these people is what I'm trying to get at. But Joe Biden literally breached the Capitol, literally got arrested, literally went on Letterman and bragged about it, right? Nancy Pelosi literally is creating Checkpoint Charlie at the Capitol. Bill Clinton literally locked down the White House. So you don't have vehicle traffic in front of it. It was supposedly temporary, but we still have it today. Reminds me of the IRS, right? Yeah, it was set up in World War II to bring money in for the war or whatever, the taxes. But the war, well, did the war go away? Yeah, the war went away, right? But we still have the tax. This is a serious, serious thing. Quick pause. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So Donald Trump literally getting accused without evidence of inciting violence, impeached over the matter, rejected by the Senate, thank heavens. But the battle's on. Joe Biden admitted blatantly on David Letterman that he, you know what, he got arrested for breaching the Capitol there. But now the guy's president of the United States of America. He also bragged about denying money to foreign governments. All kinds of criminal activity by Joe, but nobody seems to care. Now Donald Trump to break silence in major CPAC or CPAC address. They say he will focus on the Republican Party and the conservative movement. Well, Donald, my buddy, my dear friend, if you don't get involved in the media and help us out in the media, I submit to you they're going to continue to have their way with you like they have hitherto done, my friend. The former president, they say, will also take on President Joe Biden's immigration policies during his speech. A source familiar with the plan told USA Today. CPAC comes just after the former president broke an un characteristic period of silence since leaving office blasting Mitch McConnell but you know what I don't mean to be uh, too offensive here but you know what Trump you better be careful because they want to get you my friend and you know what I think there's a way out of it And the way out of it is to build your own media organization. The way out of it is to back media organizations like ours because we can defend you, sir. And the more defense you can get, if we had enough media to seriously challenge their narrative at every turn, just think of the difference we could make, former President Trump. All right? We can make a tremendous, tremendous difference. All right? So the question is, will Donald Trump take over the Rush Limbaugh show? I mentioned that he might, but others are saying he doesn't want to spend three hours a day on the radio. That's fine, President Trump. You don't need to take over Rush Limbaugh's show. What you need to do is find a solid talk show host that's got sturdy chops from doing this forever that you can trust, that walks an appropriate line between defending liberty and telling the truth as an open-minded truth teller, but somebody who doesn't cross the line into saying things that we ought not say. See, a lot of the great show hosts right now, Glenn Beck, Michael Savage, many of the others, they do a lot of good, don't misunderstand me, but they also kind of run off of the mouth and say things they ought not and get in big trouble. You've got to be really, really careful to guard against that, ladies and gentlemen, because it can get you in trouble big time. What I mean is uh, not, not telling the truth, that's fine, but when you cross the line into statements that could be taken as violent or aggre- overly aggressive or... You know, uh, you can't 
create cannon fodder for them. Right? Anyway, Trump to break silence and major speech at CPAC coming up. Will Trump take over Limbaugh's show? I doubt it, but I think he should. But you know what, President Trump, you could fund a bunch of us in the media. I mean, you, literally, you could give a guy like me a couple of million dollars and just change our world. We could instantly become a force to reckon with. Now, we already are to some degree. We're way bigger than they want you to believe we are. Okay, my buddy James Edwards didn't get attacked from the Clinton administration and from the Trump administration at the same time uh, if we were nobodies. They didn't literally write me up in CNN and every big paper on the planet when I interviewed Donald Trump Jr. on Super Tuesday for no reason. So we're bigger than they admit we are. When they want to down us, they kind of make you believe we're teeny boppers and nobodies. Uh, But when they attack us, you know that they're not attacking us because we don't matter. They're attacking us because it's a tacit admission that we do matter and they know it. Anyway, Trump, I hope that you get involved in the media, buddy, and fund a few of us because we really could use your support. And what you need is something even way beyond your own media uh, ventures. Uh, Beyond dipping your own toe in the media, you need guys like me. You need 50 of us, 100 of us, 1,000 of us. Because if we had a big enough push in the media, we could overturn the narrative they paint. What you're talking about is the battle for the hearts and minds and eyes and ears of the American people. And they know that our voices are being heard. They know that our influence is bigger than they want to admit. That's why they're trying to shut us down on Facebook. How many viewers would we have on Facebook? Well, you say, Sam, I look at your viewership on Loving Liberty and you got, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20,000, right? Yeah, but they shadow ban me. So most of my messages don't get out to all those viewers. And how many more viewers, listeners, supporters, readers, whatever you want to call it, how many more would I have if, we weren't shadow banned and shut down and people could hear my messages day in and day out. Okay. How many people could hear us talk about this Washington times article written by Tony Perkins of family research council checkpoint Pelosi Democrats consider permanent military style barrier around the Capitol. That should be way beyond way beyond the Washington times. I'm grateful that it's in the Times, but just imagine if a thousand talk show hosts like me were talking about it. Just imagine if Trump could, could promote it on the Rush Limbaugh show. Just imagine if you could get newspapers, WND.com and many other places that would talk about this and focus on it. Okay, just imagine if you could tell the whole nation that Joe's attacking Trump for giving a speech and supposedly inciting violence, but Joe literally went into the Capitol. And arrested for illegally invading the Capitol. How many people know that? I walked up, sat down to the presiding office member's chair, and promptly got arrested. Says Joe Biden on David Letterman. Documented by WorldNet Daily. See? How big would WorldNet Daily's presence be if they got the credit for the articles they promote and the things that they talk about? This isn't fake news, folks. I played you the clip for crying out loud. Should I play it again? I played you the clip, right? Think about that. Here's Joe Biden one more time. I just want to make sure you guys know that we actually have the soundbite. So what was that like uh, walking into the great Senate chamber at 29 years old? You know, That was David Letterman. And David Letterman said 29 years old. It was really 21 years old. 
Uh, Joe had to correct him. So, David, you're even involved in fake news, brother. Sorry about that. We caught you at it. It's okay. We all make mistakes. I'm just making a point, though, that, see, they attack us. We don't have near the investigative research uh, finances and tools that they have, right? Anyway, here's Joe admitting to his criminal activity. Well, I walked in when I was 21, and I got arrested. I was a, it was a Saturday. I was down visiting some friends at Georgetown University. And uh, I came up on a Saturday morning because I was fascinated with the Senate. And they had a Saturday session. I walked up those days, no guards stopping everywhere. And, I, and they just got out of session. I walked in the back. All of a sudden, I found myself in the chamber, and I was stunned. I walked up, sat down in the presiding officer's seat. Guy grabbed me by the shoulder, said, you're under arrest. There you have it. I play it again so you guys know we have the soundbite. But just imagine if that was in the mainstream news. Just imagine if we had a big enough news apparatus. And I don't mean a single owner or a single news. I'm talking about a big enough apparatus that you had conservative constitutionalists, Americans, that told the tale of truth. And I'm talking about a diverse group of Americans. You know, there's a lot of people that would tell the tale, that do a great job in doing so, right? But Black Lives Matter gets 90 million bucks in one year, and we struggle. Donald Trump, literally a sitting president, gets banned from Facebook. Supposedly they claim he's violent. But Joe Biden's the one that literally went into the Capitol and got arrested for it, not Donald. They attack President Trump and look for a time when he said the N-word. They can't find it. But Barack Obama said the N-word. I have the soundbite. See, the double standard has just got to be exposed. So I appreciate Donald Trump breaking silence in CPAC speech. That's great. And I hope that, you know, there's somebody who takes over the Limbaugh show. You know, Rush could put a guy like me there, no problem. Trump could put a guy like me there, I should say, no problem. Rush and his family could put a talk show host there that would be a serious, serious, hardcore truth teller if they tried. But is Donald going to just sit back and try to influence the party from outside? And, you know, I don't, I don't believe that you can make as much of a difference in politics as you can outside. People say, Sam, you ought to run for office, buddy. You'd be really good. I say, uh-uh. I think I can do a whole lot more from outside. Right? But I think we need to honestly, accurately, fearlessly shine a very bright light. On the truth, that's exactly what Thomas Jefferson had in mind. When he said the only security of all is in a free press. We need you to help us, folks. All right, now listen. I guess there's a um, high-profile Trump allies, I'd, so high-profile Trump allies, I'd, in Capitol Riot probe. Turns out that the Justice Department is reportedly looking into and investigating Roger Stone and Alex Jones. Wow. You think Alex Jones was involved? You think Alex Jones incited the riot? See, I think the reason that they're going after Alex Jones and Roger Stone, even though those guys weren't really there, is because... If you can promote more incitement, more incitement, then you can try to create this guilt by association idea. Is Alex Jones's rhetoric a little over the top? In my opinion, yes. But you know what? That's what I'm talking about. They're going to use those statements by a few loose lips talk show hosts and loose lips sink ships, right? 
I'm not here to attack Alex Jones or Roger Stone. I'm just here to mention that high-profile Trump allies eyed in Capitol Riot probe. The Justice Department is investigating Alex Jones and Roger Stone. Right? Now, I'm of the opinion that they're just doing this to try to make this stick, this idea that you incited or guilt by association. It's a shame. By the way, speaking of racism and everything else, most Americans aren't racist. You know that, right? Well, anyway, there's a new poll out. Most Utahns would not change the name of Dixie State University. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Salt Lake City says it may not be this year. But Governor Spencer Cox said recently that they're going to change the name of Dixie State University. It's too racist. At the same time, Utahns are weighing in on the subject. Via the Deseret News Hinkley Institute of Politics poll that 61% of Utahns don't think the name should change. But don't worry, almost two-thirds say that I want it changed, but your government's going to change it anyway. See what I mean, folks? We need a bigger presence in the media. And I'm not just saying that so I can be popular, okay? I'm probably the most famous unnamed talk show host on the planet. In that I don't need to be named. I'm not interested in being named. I don't, I'm not interested in getting the credit. But I am interested in truth-telling, and I am saying that we need to basically give a lot more mojo to this cause. Patriots need to stand up. The Black Lives Matter people do. They gave Black Lives Matter $90 million last year alone. How much can the Patriots get to carry their cause, to carry their ball forward, huh? LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I am your host, Sam Bushman. And I'm telling you, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But you got to get involved, make it a difference, and choose the right, will you? Repentance is key to our success as God-fearing constitutional Americans. Thank God for America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. <laughs> 